Thanks for tuning in to season three of Love Letters to Virginia. I'm your host, Vanessa Pazmino. Hey, this is Jenny Zell. I wanted to answer your question that you ask on every podcast, sort of. Um, I don't know how to recognize somebody from Virginia in general because I think the state is so diverse, whether you're in the western part of the state, northern Virginia, Richmond, um, down here in southeast Virginia, whatever. Like, everybody's got their own little niche. But I can tell you how to spot a Virginia Beach person um, all through the fall and into the colder winter months. They will be wearing sweatshirts and shorts and sandals. And it doesn't matter if it's snowing or not. <laughs> That's how Virginia Beach people dress. Hey, Will, how are you? Hey, doing well. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, too. Thanks. So I saw that your coffee and conversation went pretty well yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, surprisingly, there was a good crowd. No, well, not surprisingly, but it was nice to see a good crowd and then just get through it without stammering too much. <laughs> so, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a good time. I got to see some new faces, a lot of new faces and some familiar faces. So it was a pretty cool experience. That's awesome. I mean, for a Thursday morning, you you really wouldn't expect there to be a gallery full of people, but I think yeah that was kind of like that was kind of like the shocking thing i know like we were ending it and truly was uh closing up and i was like i kind of like flagged her and she's like oh will's got something to say and i was like uh not really i was like i kind of just want to get a quick picture of everybody (laughs) so i just took a panoramic and i was like oh this is pretty chill so yeah you know just kind of like a thing thanks out thanks for everybody for coming out and whatnot so it was a pretty chill experience i know todd had fun also he was like man that wasn't so bad i was like yeah we got good chemistry man (laughs) oh that's great yeah yeah can you tell me a little bit more about your partnership with Todd? So um, Todd, basically, I met him through Allison and Heather. Um, how it all started was uh, they had reached out to me about doing the exhibition. You know, they said they've been you know keeping up with me for a while and stuff like that. Fast forward, and we ended up had meeting, and um, I thrown um, a lot of ideas out of them. Some of them stuck, some of them didn't. But uh, I had basically mentioned two words, basically a phrase that stuck with them and stuck with me. It was unseen and forgotten. And how that tied into like where I was interpreting home, I wanted to somehow think of the unseen and forgotten community or help tell a story of an unseen forgotten community in Virginia Beach. And then how that worked out was they were like, hey, we have a lead that might be able to work with you on this. So I mean, they mentioned Todd. So we ended up meeting with him, having a big discussion about like what we were trying to do, why we had reached out in regards to like the unseen and forgotten piece and how um, I had my ideas going towards what I wanted to do. And he kind of gave us the background and story of the JCOC and kind of went through just the history prior to him getting there the history of him getting there how they helped change the culture to change like the um I don't know what the exact phrase is but like I don't would say like a turnaround rate at the door it changed the culture to start getting people in and thinking of them as people first and not issues help the person with what they need now know of their issue but then you know fix the issue not the person and kind of approach and that kind of resonated with me so when they started talking more and about some of the issues and things that they had a lot of this stuff hit home because it was in my personal life. Um, you know, we had a pretty tight childhood growing up. My dad left. So my mom was working roughly two to three jobs at a given time while being, you know, being a teacher in the day and all that. So we always rode the line of where we could have ended up being in life. And luckily to her, she, she hustled. And that part right there resonated with me also because he had mentioned that a lot of people don't have the strength to come in or 
they get they're they're luckily at a phase where they don't have to but they do everything and possibly you know cause other issues in their life so a lot of his things that they said they did and people that they helped out stuck with me so that led to me coming back to Heather and Allison and saying hey um I really want to work with these guys. Let's see if they're open to it. And Allison and um, Heather heard my kind of approach to what I was thinking about doing, um, which was going to be taking like a document st- documentary style approach to it and just see if I was going to focus on the community itself or hone in on individual stories. So I wasn't really going to with a preset route, but some direction that I could go. Um, so we met up with Todd again, told him and everything with some few members of their board. They were on board with it. And pretty much were like enthusiastic from the second we started it. So Todd basically gave me the breakdown of their dining hall and said, man, hey, if you really want to, you know, get a lead on where you can go to like follow your your uh, pathway on like the story that you want to tell, that's the first place. And that's like the hub of their community, in a sense, and many other locations like that. So I spent a lot of time working there, um, probably I would say close to maybe four, maybe four or five months somewhere in there, like February, March area to mid-July working there very hard and then also connecting with people on the streets. So Todd basically um, kind of gave me the blueprint for how things worked and how there were different dynamics, nuances nuances of homelessness that um, you could experience. And so when I was in there, it really just gave me a chance to connect with them and take like their approach and see them just as people and connect with them. So it was a big like kind of concept of just immersing myself in the community, building that trust and not really taking anything from them and just being there to help them with the service. And as I learned more about them, I would start to see those different dynamics and it would lay, it led me to like a path of just meeting so many different people that was amazing and just kind of seeing what different things they had going on. But um, so that was like the initial part of how Todd and I came together. So he gave me a lot of the ins and outs of the community, um, how his how his approach of shifting the culture helped bring more people in and help them fi- like fix the situations that were causing people to be homeless. So I just really latched onto his advice of how he interacted and how him and his staff have worked to with that uh, work with their community. And really, he was just that person who was always there for me, like, hey, if you need something, we got you. If you want to come through and film, if you want to do this, we'll open this up for you. Hey, um, we know this person who would love to sit down and talk with you. They did a lot of that. That's really where they stepped in and then just really their passion and stuff, man, being able to have people that are that passionate and follow them around and the community that comes in and benefits from that passion. That's they provided all that. So it was just amazing. So that's really how him and his staff like worked with me and what they played what what role they played at the beginning of it all awesome do you think that this project is going to continue to evolve yes and I want to say yes but I'm not in an exact pathway yet um Tom and I um Todd and I have talked going on I probably say on and off for about like a month or two and even early on in the project we said hey let's not lose track of each other let's keep up and let's see if there's things we can do and from after the first couple initial meetings and going through the first part of it, I was like, man, I'm here to do this because there's so many people that are out there whose stories could be told if there's a way that I could help them or help get those stories out there and even just continue it as a personal project myself and just just for awareness in general, I would try to do it. So yeah, we've talked about it um, and more so even in regards to like the project that's up right now, um, I want to fill in the rest of the story because as I realized when we had the coffee and conversations event, people were like, man, so what happened after this part of the story? Because I had to time hop in a sense to kind of paint a full picture. People were like, man, we would love to know about the pieces in between. And I was like, you know what? Actually, I kind of had an initial idea since I didn't incorporate the audio in the gallery for for about one really specific reason. I can tell you that one. 
Um, I just wanted people to focus on the words and see the images and not have audio competing against them. So I came across the idea of taking his actual audio. So if people have actually gone and seen the exhibit or even if they don't get a chance to see it, they can hear him, which is another layer of kind of like this, like the senses, actually hearing his voice. And if you read his words, a lot of people told me how they read it was exactly like how he spoke. They could hear it in his head, his slang. So I want to maybe piece in the rest of the story with that and then also have it built out on my website so you can see what was up on the wall, but then also see the in-betweens of it too. So I think I'll continue in that way directly with the project. But in regards to the whole community, I want to work with Todd and them and possibly figure out some other ways that we can get some more stories out there, whether it's through filmmaking or whether it's through um, some type of like documentary style, like a, a project through photography. That's incredible. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so how did you decide on filmmaking and photography or how did it find you? Um, so it was really weird. Um, growing up as a kid, always had like this Polaroid camera that my mom had. And I used to mess around with it a lot. And she was actually telling the story the other day, like, at the, uh, yesterday at the event. And she was just telling people, yeah, I used to steal my Polaroid camera. You'd always, I would see, find the Polaroids randomly around the house. So that happened like early on in my life. Um, probably a little kid up through like, I want to say middle school to early high school until film started like running low on stock. Um, I would do that. But then um, after I got out of college, you know, I finished, play, finished playing soccer in college and I had started writing like a music blog and I was working with a bunch of other people um, on it and just getting music submissions and doing stuff. And then I started doing written interviews and stuff, kind of like what we're doing right now. I would meet with people, record or possibly write it down later and just put it on my blog. And I got to a point where I got tired of like writing them. So I picked up a camera again to start video recording and then turning those into quick little videos. And then that led to me carrying the camera around while I was walking. And I would start taking pictures and stuff in North Carolina when I was around. And then um, I made a decision to move back up to Virginia while I, um, while I was going to start trying to go to grad school. Picked up the camera more on like Memorial Day weekend, maybe like in 2011-ish. And that's when I was like, man, I think I want to pursue this all the way. So I just started taking pictures daily, daily, daily. Um, kept going from there. And then somehow it evolved into me starting to do music videos for people around here. Did a few of them. And then that kind of spun over into wanting to tell stories with the little project I do on my um, on my Vimeo and different uh, my Vimeo page and then my website it's called a who am I so that was like a profile story like little profile series of people around here things like that in different states that I know some people from so I did that and then it just kept going from there it kept tumbling worked a few music festivals traveled a bit doing that stuff came back home was still doing all the like random projects on side hustling and then uh, ended up getting a job that led me to work for doing tourism. So I do like that work for the city of Virginia Beach. I do all the visit Virginia Beach stuff. And that's kind of how my professional commercial side started. And then all the other stuff was just in the background. And I, I was afforded the opportunity and time to really pursue the artistic side of it. So that's kind of how I ended up here. I was just able to take photos and not stress about a lot of other life things and work and just get this done while being back in Virginia Beach, which was cool because I had, I had intentionality coming back. I wanted to like build something up here you know, work here and try to build up like who I am and work with the community here as far as like creative community. So um, yeah, doing all that stuff just on and off, not on and off, but just throughout the years while working a main job, I stayed with it and then somehow ended up here and talking to you. <laughs> That's really interesting learning that about you because I feel like your style is still kind of similar to your roots, if that makes yeah. sense. You've got that, yeah. that really saturated kind of vintage look. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love that. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so what what things symbolize Virginia to you now? And what do you think 
has changed about that since you lived here the first time. So what symbolizes it now? Yeah. I want to say what symbolizes it now. I don't know if it's a specific object, a word, or a thing, Mm -hmm. but it's the sense of, uh, actually, it's going to sound cheesy. Actually, it is a word. It's community, in a sense. It's, It's people who I know back when I was younger doing really talented people which Virginia Beach has always had you know the, all the roots all the famous people that are from here man it's a sense of community that was amongst like all the high schools and stuff we all knew each other we everybody knew somebody everybody did something skated took photography played football basketball whatever it was you did music everyone knew everybody and it's cool seeing a lot of those people who have stayed here and stuck it out or people who are coming back now with their talents and it's just like this collaboration that's going on that was never really there before and I talked to a lot of people and say like Virginia Virginia has this Virginia Beach in 757 has this weird things of a crabs in a bucket mentality where not everybody was willing to help each other go forward or at least learn and I'm seeing so much more now of like collaboration and community where people are showing each other openly yeah yeah, I do this technique or this is where I shoot this and this is where I work at like people are open up studios so people can come through and shoot and do things like that or there's like events where like you have people who are organized of events working with DJs now working with like uh what do you call it um some other photographers people to cover it like a group called Social Supply they have built up a network from around here and it's cool just seeing like all of that come back and prosper here and really seeing the foundations of like that community, artistic music, all that stuff just growing here. So I just, I think it's like the community collaboration element. It sticks out to me because it was just never really there before in a, in, a ma- in a big way. So that sticks out to me. So I've been looking at a lot of your work and I came across the phrase, fuck safe, be happy. Can you tell <laughs> me a little bit more about that? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so man, it's been a while since I've had to explain that one. So basically, it's a concept of like, I tell everybody, you know, try to be the best human being that you can be, um, because we all have our different periods of life where we either not mature, had a temper, you know, got into trouble or whatever. By the time, you know, as you get older, live your, live your journey, do your thing, and just, you know, try to be the best human to other people, treat them well, and, you know, work hard for your family, work hard on your job, your craft, your passion, try to make the best decisions that, you know, you would want other people to make if like they were connected to a loved one or something like that. But like when an opportunity comes up and you're being the best human being that you can be, do not pass up on opportunities to be absolutely happy. Do what you need to do because if you're working hard to be the best human you can be, enjoy the moments that you have to be yourself, grow, do whatever. And if those moments call for like being absent for a little bit to learn to grow a little bit, people should understand like, hey, he's like a really dope person or she's a really dope person. And I can't get mad at him so it's like a concept of like yo I know I know I've played everything right but when the opportunity comes up like fuck safe be happy just go ahead and do it you need to do it in a sense if that if that makes any sense at all (laughs) so like when you're a good human do not sell yourself short to chase the things people in your life people around you will understand because if you're just that good of a person to everyone else they should understand when you need to go forward or be happy or have those moments where you know hey may have may have been an inconvenience nobody knew you were or what what you might be up to or you might have just been so focused but hey man they get it so fuck safe be happy chase those things i love that that's great oh thank you thank you where can we find your your vimeo uh my vimeo right now it is in a bit of a transition it's got stuff up there but um i'm trying to really get back to just focusing on telling people stories so what i'll do is i'll say probably i know in the next week or so 
I want to put it back up there because I was like, hey, you took down your videos and it's just photography, but I'm going to put up the things that I wanted. I just wanted a more focused body of work, which is kind of something I was learning, relearning again with Heather and them. Like I always knew it, but when you get stuck like in a commercial space, you do a lot of things that you don't necessarily want to do in a sense, if that makes sense. It's like, I like my paycheck, but you need to do the things that you need to do. Um, so I'm trying to trim back down and get back to the roots. So when I say storytelling, I want my work to be that way. I kind of have like a, a sentence I make out for myself each year of what I want to achieve. And the past year was like, really make sure that you're staying true to being a documentary, documentary style photographer and filmmaker who tells stories about brands, individuals, or, you know, subsets of people overcoming external or internal struggles. And so I want to start getting my work back to that. So I will have it back up probably in the next week or two, but I just wanted to trim through some videos and stuff once, you know, people started looking out for my work and stuff. So yeah, it'll be back up in the next week or two on my website, which is uh, bywillsmith.com. So what made you decide to come back? I want to say it was like a bunch of different factors. Like I said, I mentioned it was, I, I made the decision to intentionally come back here and plant roots. It was one thing of, like I said, my mom had to, had a busy, like when I was a kid, things were, you know, a little tight, but we never really knew. But like, you know, growing up single parent, a lot of things going on, man, it's just a busy life. I wanted to reconnect with my mom and like make sure we had a good relationship going forward in life. So I moved back to kind of get close to her and do all that. Also, I was doing grad school. And then um, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, well, man, if I go anywhere else, you know, it's going to be a rat race. I know people back home are doing kind of cool things. Let me just go back here and hang out for a little bit and see what goes on. Because I was doing music, I was still doing like the writing and stuff for music, keeping my website open. But when I got back here, um, I like I said, I was picked up a camera, started doing that and running around. And then I just started connecting with other musicians, other people who just were creating and doing things. And once I saw that potential here, I was like, well, man, you know what? Like if I go anywhere else, I'm going to have to like be a face in a million. I can go back home where people know me. I know people. And it started changing. And I was like, you know what? Virginia Beach is pretty chill around here. Let me just set my roots down and try and see if I can use my skills and my abilities to like big up this area versus going somewhere and investing. And I felt like I'm a person where some people don't feel like their home helped contribute to it, like didn't help contribute to them. But I'm also a person say so you can't be somewhere and it didn't contribute to you or affect how you turned out. So I figured I was like, yo, I have enough good experiences that can outweigh the bad. And if I can see the positives of who's around right now, why not just plant my roots here and just help build this community? Because I'd rather not be another face in a crowd in some big city where there's a million people like me when I can come home and have a greater impact if I do things right and I'm just a good person. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you, sir. So this year, do you have a new motto? So um, the personal statement, it's probably, it's going to probably stay there for right now. What I normally do is like right now at the first of the year, the first month, I give myself a chance to like think through what I'm going to do. I already have things that I know I'm carrying over from the past year, but I think that phrase is going to be somewhat similar, but I'm going to expand out on what I want to cover because I feel like when I did um, these pro like did this project for Mocha and working with JCOC, it's a little bit, it's giving me more of a focus of intentionality. So if I can set myself with more of an intentional route past just doing what I said I was going to do the past year, to really focus on some different groups when I need to take some time to think about that for myself, because anything I do right now, I want it to mean something. Um, and I wanted to just kind of stick and resonate with myself and other people. So I'm going to pick those, those target areas, those focus areas that I think are close to me for the next year, work towards those. And I'll redevelop that phrase here in a little bit. So this year, I think what I might do is challenge myself and actually post it on my social media, and actually have it out there. So you may see it here in a few weeks. You never know, <laughs> like first week of February, last week of the month. So trying to be a little bit more like, all right, you challenge yourself in private when you're challenging yourself in public the next year. 
hold your hold yourself accountable yeah that sense so um yeah but i would say it's probably gonna be along the same lines of like that same phrase but just knowing what groups and people i want to cover awesome well thank you so much again for taking the time to do this with me today oh no worries no worries at all I just want to say thank you like to anybody like yourself that's reached out and wanted to either help like or sit down and talk with me about it people who've reached out people who've been touched by the story I want to say a big thanks to like Todd and then just Chris the individual who let me tell his story and any and everyone else I met along the way because a lot of people dropped off the project that couldn't be involved just to do the nuances of homelessness I just want to say thanks to them thanks to you thanks to a lot of people who were just interested because like I said this is the first time for me and I was just doing what I've been doing for the past few years just telling stories whether they were little or long stories I mean smaller long stories or whatever how it goes um just thank you because uh, you, you kind of get set in your ways doing what you do and then like one year finally pays off <laughs> so thank you to everybody do you have a hard time coming up with content ideas for your podcast i find that there is nothing more embarrassing than all of a sudden being stumped in the middle of a conversation where it's like i know i had more questions for you but i just can't remember what they are right now and that's why i'm trying pod decks Poddex is the best all-in-one podcast idea generation tool. You get everything from episode ideas to interesting conversation starters for interviews, engaging discussions for your live streams, and even social media content ideas. With this tool, you don't have to spend weeks trying to come up with content for an episode or unique questions for your guests. Just shuffle the cards and pick one at random. Hit the record button and get started. Now you can make better content, have more fun while you're at it, and get your viral moment. All with Poddex. Head over to poddex.com and use code C4C.